recording. I've, I've started now. Okay, nice. Are you going to introduce us? Ah, uh, I mean, I kind of like this intro, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fanatics. Um, Fanatics I, podcast. I, uh... Well, we're not okay. We're not the Fanatics podcast. The Fanatics podcast already exists, so we're just the Fanatics. There you go, the Fanatics. Um, as always, I'm Tim Fitzgerald at Wembembo on Twitter. I'm Aya at TechWaifu on Twitter. And uh, what are we going to be doing today, Tim? Well, we're going to be doing the same thing we do every week, Aya. <laughs> Try to take, Try to over, take the over the world. The world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna be watching the Fanatic. Starring John Travolta and directed by Fred Durst. Again. <laughs> Again. I'm, I'm um, going to ask you, what did yeah. you retain from last week? Um, very little. I obviously, when, now that we started to do this, over the course of the week, I've been kind of mentally preparing myself for the next recording. And I've just noticed that Zencaster is not picking up any of my waveforms. So no, it is. It is. Oh, I'm looking at it. Okay, right, you can cut this out then. I know, I'm um, leaving it in now that you've highlighted it. Oh, God damn it. Um, so over the course of the week, I've kind of been thinking about the movie a little bit, getting excited for the next recording session, and I've realised I've retained very little. Okay, <laughs> uh, good. And I don't think it's quite dawned on me yet exactly what we're doing here, because I- I've been looking forward to this recording session with you and getting more episodes of this podcast recorded and ready to get out there. And uh, I keep forgetting that at some point in this recording, we're going to pause the recording and then go and watch The Fanatics starring John Travolta. Yeah, the podcast bit's not so bad. It's the movie bit in the middle. Yeah, that's but that's kind of the whole crux of this thing, right? Unfortunately so, yes. Oh, God. How are you feeling right now? Because you last week you ended off in a significantly worse place mentally than I did. <laughs> That's that's me every week. Not like Monday, I tend to start off pretty high. Friday, I tend to start pretty low. Nice. So, like, you know, we we record this on a Thursday, so you're seeing me just before the all time bottom of the barrel. <laughs> right, right, okay. That makes a little bit more sense then. I think. Yeah, yeah. While a way to end your week, eh? you know, we're coming to the we're coming to Friday. We 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 have the weekend, and while a way to end the week, then by. Watching Fred Durst's The Fanatic. <sighs> Fucking shoot me. <laughs> right, shall we start watching the movie? I am down to start watching the movie, yes. Okay, cool. I'll see you guys soon. See you guys in an hour and a half. Welcome back to the Fanatics, the home of the podcast. No, no, the home. Keep it going. <laughs> Welcome back to the. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fanatic, the home of the podcast, hosted by the only two people to dislike the movie The Fanatic on YouTube. We are the only two dislikes, and we know because there was zero. <laughs> I disliked it, then I disliked it, and now there's still two. We're the only two people to dislike this movie on YouTube. Tim. I, uh, when do you think we're going to be sponsored by beef pills? <laughs> I don't know, but they need to reach out to us soon because yeah. we made an insane amount of references to beef pills this watch. I, there's a line in this movie where John Travolta is going through Hunter Dunbar's belongings and he's like, he's looking at the pills and he just goes, 
one for sleep, one for insomnia. Sorry, two for sleep, one for insomnia. And I don't know why, but my brain just went to two for sleep, one for beef. And I was like, <laughs> and ever since, I've just been making ties to beef pills. <laughs> beef pills, baby. You, you got to take, take those beef pills. <laughs> oh, God. How are you feeling right now after your third time seeing it by the second time for the podcast? So this watch was considerably easier than the last one. I told you this would happen. I'm just saying. It was. It felt like this. Actually, this movie actually kind of flew by. Yeah. Which is good, in a way. There's... I, I noticed a lot more stupid details, which is always fun. <laughs> I think we both did, yeah. Like the doll in a cage in John Travolta's house. <laughs> the doll in a cage. So John Travolta's just got this, like, baby doll thing. Like, how would you describe it? it Not it like a lo- Barbie doll. No, it like it almost looks kind of crudely handmade by Moose himself. If I'm going to be honest with That's you, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it kind of does. But like, it's just sat in a cage and it's hanging from the middle of his living room ceiling, and it's never explained. Like, I get it; he's a horror fan, but what is that referencing? I, I honestly don't know. I, I want to find out what movie that's referencing because it it's probably really bad as well. But yeah. it, it almost definitely is a reference to some movie, right? Pretty much everything is. The only thing I could think of is that, what's that film? It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. That's the Silence of the Lambs, dude. Okay, that's the closest thing I could think of, but and it's she... not even close. <laughs> yeah, she's down a well. Yeah, she's down a well. <laughs> that's the closest thing I could think of. It's not even remotely close to a doll in a cage in a living room in John Travolta's house. Okay, I th- Alabama. <laughs> okay, we'll get into Alabama. I okay, don't. Yeah. I don't know if it being in John Travolta's living room to start with is an important detail. But yeah, that I, I, I guess we could look into that. I don't know because there's a whole bunch of movie references, and they're not shy about referencing movies in this film. Like they to quote the thing that I meant picked up on last week, where he's choking Mark Zuckerberg out in the street. And he's like, I hope Freddy Krueger comes along. And it's like, okay, so they're referencing <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I hope Freddy Krueger chops off your head and it would roll into the street and a truck would come along and squish it and the blood would splatter everywhere and everyone would see it. That's the line. That's the line. That, I'm pretty sure that's the whole line. <laughs> that is the whole line. I Because I got it a little bit wrong last week. So on this watch, I uh, paid t- attention to that. And yeah, that was the line this time around. I think I got it spot on. What was I going to say? Fuck, what was I going to say? We were talking about horror movie references and how that Freddy line is a reference to a horror movie. Yeah, so they're not shy of referencing horror movies, but they just seem to throw in strange, like, and obscure... I don't want to say references because they're not. They're just throwaway bits of scenery. And I I don't get it. Some of them are hard references. Like, there's the really, really hard reference to, uh, obviously, Friday the 13th. Yeah. There's the really hard reference to Jigsaw. Yep. There's uh, Reservoir Dogs. There's... Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. There's... um, Oh, what's Jason Voorhees? That's... um... That's Friday the 13th. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, that's me being stupid. Also, Nightmare on Elm Street, then. That's Freddy Krueger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're not shy about referencing films 
at all. They're, they're really not, but they're also referencing the more mainstream horror movies, right? If you talk to a person who isn't a fan of horror movies, and I'm not, I just grew up around people who are, these are the kind of movies they would mention to you. Like, if you were to say, oh, yeah, what horror movies have you heard of or are you aware of? They would say Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. And then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween would be thrown in there, which I don't see any references to yet. There was. There was a couple of posters to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Moose's apartment. Okay, cool. So, yeah, they are really referencing a lot of these more mainstream horror movies. The Reservoir Dogs thing, definitely, obviously not a horror I mean, that's not a horror. No, um... But no. yeah, there's there's a whole lot of those references. Loads and loads of references to horror movies in here. Uh, yeah. What three things stuck out for you this watch? What three things? Okay, what well, three things? I, I don't think I can really ignore beef pills, uh, but that wasn't really a part of the <laughs> no, movie. That's not I part guess. of the movie. That was just me being stupid. What three things stuck out of me? So we discovered the name of Hunter Dunbar's book, which is Don't Open the Door. Don't Open the Door. And the only reason we found that out is because John Travolta burns it at one point. Yeah, he does. That's, that really stuck out to me, uh, just because that's something we were talking about since the start of the movie. Yeah. Another thing that stuck out to me, which it's not really a thing that happens, but more a thing that doesn't, and that's just the sheer lack of content in this movie. I think I actually <laughs> outright mentioned to you, like, there's just nothing in this movie. There's nothing in here. And a third thing that really stuck out to me... I guess Serial Man, I actually paid attention to him this time, right? Because Serial Man. You, you kind of briefly mentioned Serial Man to me in the first watch, but that was kind of towards the end of him actually being on screen. This time, because I was aware of his presence and I was looking out for him, I really got to see some of his details, and you did not do him justice last week. No, he's... So, red spandex. He's got, like, holes in the side of his head and chin. Uh, and that's clearly, like, not actually his face. That's a, a kind of plastic mask of some kind, at least on his chin. Yeah. That kind of, you know, really establishes those, emphasizes those features on him. He's got chest hair for days poking out of this red spandex rock star suit. And, but yeah. The thing is with Serial Man, he's the only person in that crowd that's in costume. I feel like he's also one of the Hollywood Boulevard buskers, right? So he the- is, but, like... Everyone else is busking. <laughs> well, there's also a lot of tourists, I guess. I mean, also, you know, Moose is in costume, right? And, and he's his, busking. And Slim is dressing up as Steve Buscemi. No, he is Steve Buscemi. <laughs> he is Steve Buscemi, sorry, yeah, of course. Oh, all right. But th- there were lots of kind of fake superheroes in this. What I can't remember what it's called, but in the very first scene, you see a poster in the movie store, and it's like... Bug oh, man. Uh, the human fly. The human fly, that's it. Which is clearly like an Ant-Man reference, right? Let's be honest. Yeah, they couldn't get the licensing for that. And yet they had Star Wars merchandise on the shelf behind the shopkeeper. Absolutely crazy. I, I don't understand the licensing for this movie. Speaking of licensing for this movie, I posited the question to you. Do you think Fred Durst had to get licensing rights to play Limp Biscuit music on this movie? So that would depend on the record label more than anything. I'm going to Google that. All right. I, while you do that, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that stood out to me. The one is in the very first like shot with John Travolta. There's just a guy that goes running down the street after John Travolta on his moped, like waving and trying to chase him down. And I don't know if that's someone that Fred Durst directed to do that or whether that's someone just recognising John Travolta. 
I don't think he would have got away with jumping into the scene like that while filming. Then okay. again, this film does things weirdly, so... It does. What else? There was the whole observation that we took part in as to whether or not John Travolta used Devon Sowers or his son's toothbrush. And it was Devon Sowers. It was Devon Sowers. We There was a 50-50 gamble. I really wanted it to be the son's toothbrush because that would just be so much weirder. Yeah. Like, I was really, like, banking. Like, I had a lot of emotional investment in that being a son's toothbrush. So, the last thing, the last of my big three for the, um, that I'm going to point out for the for the things that stood out to me was the Star Maps app and the cele- the celebrity names on there were actually references to films like Fight Club. So yeah, like, I remember you saying this. Tyler Durden and Robert Paulson and Jack Torrance, who's from The Shining. Like, it's, it's all sorts of like strange references just bundled into like a real throwaway shot. And again, that kind of backs up the point that we made earlier of there's no... They're not shy to reference things. Yeah, they're definitely not shy to reference things, yeah. 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 Oh, one other thing that just really stuck out to me both times, and I almost forgot it both times, it's just a really intense poster slide. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We should explain that. So No, no, let's just leave it at that, the intense (laughs) poster slide. No, no, no. So, like, there's a bit... Where the shopkeeper is like, yeah, Hunter Dunbar's coming to my shop and he's doing a signing. And he like gets a poster off this pile. He gently picks up the poster and then slams it down on the desk. And, and then slides, slides it. it. Yeah. And like really forcefully slides it like, yeah, you fucking have that poster. It's like, it's definitely like a, look, I'm so proud. It's, it's done with a bit of swagger, honestly. What is the shopkeeper's name? Um, Pass. <laughs> is I he mean, named? He's, is he, he is Lewis? Named. He is named. No, no, he's not Lewis. We looked at the credits, by the way, because we wanted to see whether it was Danny or Tanner for Hunter Dunbar's son. It's Danny. And we found members of the cast that were named that we didn't know. And so, like, <laughs> there was. What, what was there? Was Lewis, Lewis and Brenda. Who the fuck is Brenda? <laughs> I. I. I think Brenda is going to be the actress that he talks to at the party. And I think Lewis might even be the security guard or the bartender that he tries to get a milkshake from. Right, but in terms of those roles, I I could see Brenda being the blonde actress because Hunter Dunbar, not Hunter Dunbar, um, fucking Moose directly addressed the one actress as Amanda. Oh, right, Amanda. Okay, so I was thinking Brenda. Then I don't know who Brenda and Lewis are. That's for our next watch, I think. I, I don't know who they are. I, like, I, so the scene with Amanda, there's two actresses there. And yeah. one of them's Amanda, for sure, because they're addressed by name. The other one might be Brenda, and I have no idea. Who the um, fuck Lewis is, though, I do not know. I have no idea who Lewis is. We're going to have I'm... to find out. Is he the shopkeeper? No, no, he's not. Because, like, Moose says his name when Devon Sauer steps outside to talk to his ex-wife. And he's like, he's leaving, he's leaving. Is he going to sign? And he says the shopkeeper's name, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> well, it ain't Falco, that's for sure. It's not Falco, despite what it says on the back of his jersey. I really don't know, then. Okay, so, talking about these, like, early parts of the movie, Tim. The second scene in the whole movie 
is the one where after he's just bought the jacket and he's told the shopkeeper his plans to go to this uh, big Hollywood party, that's the scene where he goes back to his apartment and obviously kind of looks in the mirror, prepares to meet Hunter Dunbar. You get one tweet to sum this scene up. What do you tweet? There's a baby in a cage and no one's talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. There's a baby in the cage and no one's talking about it. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) That's what I needed from you. All right, perfect. Aya, do you have our review of the week? I do have the review of the week, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about before I get to the review of the week, if that's okay. Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So there are are two things that really stuck out to me, and then one thing I want to talk about. So first of all, our watch experience this time was a, a lot, and I mean a lot, of us saying oh yeah, this moment to each other about basically every moment. As if we remembered the entire movie, but kept none of it, like retained none of it in our heads. It just went in one eye and out the other. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was the scene, for instance, where they're giving the middle finger to each other in like weird ways. And he does a full 360. And it's like... Oh yeah, he fucking... So Leah like flips him off while getting nothing out the fridge because she got nothing. Yeah. And then... Hunter, Hunter Dunbar, Moose, looks at her, pissed off, does a 360, and he's like, that was hilarious. He's like, was it, Moose? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. But there, there were lo- even now, when I said that scene to you, just now you said, oh, yeah, that scene. Like, there's so much that just isn't sticking with us because like, it's just such lacking in content, I guess. What's what's the opposite of a sponge? Because that's what this film does to you. Like, you don't uh, absorb break. any of it. A brick? No, a brick. A brick can be somewhat absorbent. I'm going with a raincoat. A raincoat. Okay, we're raincoats. When? Well, I mean, raincoat. Okay, let's go for it. We're raincoats. I think. All right. Yeah. Perfect. So, what was the other thing you wanted to touch on? Uh, the award. I identi- yes. I identified the award because last week we had a bit of discussion about the awards that the maid. Uh, scares Moose off with and I knew I recognised the award and Tim was like I just think it's meant to be an Oscar no I knew I recognised it and it's the Young Artist Award and I pointed this out to me while I was editing because I, I live stream the edits of these yep. on twitch.tv slash techwaifu twitch.tv slash wembembo there you go at wembembo mm-hmm. um, no, um, so I was editing and we got to talking about the award while Aya was in my chat and she looked it up and yeah, no, it's the Young Artist Award and I looked it up on stream and it's correct. So there are other awards that he has on his table and I really want to identify these awards now. There's one award that Moose picks up off the table where he's like, best hair and makeup. <laughs> yes. Why would why would why Hunter, Hunter Dunbar, Dunbar have it? I have no idea. And the other one, which is dubious that he would have his best stunt, which would go to the stuntman unless he does his own stunts, right? Surely. Sure, but like the Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Does he? Yeah. I never knew that. That's yeah, yeah no, he does his own stunts. Like Sci- Scientologists be crazy, dude. You know he was in Birmingham a couple of weeks ago. You did tell me, yeah. Yeah. But no, um, if you if you look at like some of the um behind the scenes footage of like I think it's the latest Mission Impossible, there's that, there's that really famous shot of Tom Cruise hanging onto the side of the plane. Yes. He did that. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's in one crazy. in one of the Mission Impossible films, he has to jump between two buildings and he broke his ankle doing it, but he still <laughs> he still climbed up. 
You know, that that's a really common thing with, like, Jackie Chan as well, who also does his own stunts, who yeah. he would always be breaking things. I think it's one of the Rush Hour movies. He breaks his ankle doing a stunt, and they just painted his cast to look like a trainer for the rest of the filming. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. But, man, he was filming on a broken fur, just painted to look like a trainer. That's really funny. Oh, uh, If you had to describe this film as a broken limb, what would it be? Um, fractured skull. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And last but not least, one thing I want to talk about is BBF. Yes, the British Baseball Federation that John Travolta keeps referring to. He's really into the BBF dude. So, so yeah, he yeah. and Leia kind of keep talking and she's like, I'm your BBF. And he's like, you're not my BBF anymore. And I think they mean BFF. So what does Fred Durst think BBF means? Let's... I'm... I Go have on, a Tim. theory that it's best buds forever. Best buds forever. But at no point does anyone in the film refer to anyone as buddy. Yeah. And in what world is that different to just best friends forever, right? There's one line I want to talk about that I've just remembered. Go for it. Hunter Dunbar referring to Moose as a deaf mute pervert. A <laughs> deaf mute pervert. And he is none of those. Well, he's not the first two of those things. He might be a pervert. We don't. He, he's not really sexually explicit. But he breaks into his house and then kisses his forehead and then touches behind his ear and sniffs it. That's kind of pervy behaviour. That's pretty pervy, yeah, but we're not led to see anything before that that would suggest pervy behaviour. No, but you can see why he would think he is. Then he doesn't know this stuff happened. He was asleep the whole time. Yeah, so he just calls him a deaf-mute pervert. <laughs> just kind of like an insult, I guess. Yeah. If I ever see anyone that's annoying me now, I'm just going to call him a deaf-mute pervert and see which one of them is right. <laughs> Everyone you meet is either deaf, mute, or a pervert. Perfect. <laughs> All right, have you got your review? Yes, I do. I have lost it. Hang on, give me a second. All right. I found I'll put in some lounge music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this, so what I'm doing every week is I'm looking up a review of this movie on Letterboxd, specifically the five-star or perfect score reviews. And this week, your review is brought to you by Kevin. And Kevin. Kevin says, this is the best portrayal of mental illness in a film by far. It's a masterpiece. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fanatics podcast. Very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, Aya, what's Aya. our Twitter? Uh, our Twitter is the Fanatic Pod. That's the Fanatic singular, the Fanatic Pod on Twitter. Perfect. Go give it a follow. We'll post Fanatic memes on there if we can find any. We'll have to make them. We'll have to make we'll them. Ha- there's going to be none. Of course, we'll have to make them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. We'll see you all next week with another watch of The Fanatic. I'm Aya at TechWaifu on Twitter. I'm Tim at Wimbembo. And I'll see you guys next week for more The Fanatic. (laughs) Goodbye, friends. See you next week. Goodbye.